0: Hello, and welcome to the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Egler here with my co-host, Adrian Von Arks. And we are very excited today because we are diving into one of the most profitable channels that you can set up in your e-commerce business, and that is email marketing. I know we're both so passionate about this, and there are some amazing nuggets and some amazing tips in this episode, so you want to make sure you listen all the way through, because we've got five amazing points about email marketing and some strategies and some tips in there that you definitely want to hear. But before we hop in, I wanna ask you, will you subscribe to this podcast if you're enjoying it? Just hit the subscribe button on Apple or Spotify, or you can also hit the subscribe button over on YouTube. It helps us out, it helps us grow the podcast, and it helps you never miss an episode. So we wanna thank you for listening today so much. We're so glad you're here. And before we dive into the content, here's a quick word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Gelato, the world's largest print on demand network. Gelato enables individuals ranging from e-commerce entrepreneurs to artists and creatives to establish their own global business. What makes Gelato truly unique is their focus on local production. The item being delivered is produced in the country that the order is placed almost 90% of the time, leading to numerous benefits for you, including lower costs, faster delivery times, and reduced carbon emissions. The focus on technology to bring together over 130 production facilities across 32 countries truly sets them apart. Not only that, they currently have the highest customer satisfaction score in the POD industry on Trustpilot. To check them out for yourself, go to sixfigurefounder.com backslash gelato and use the discount code PODPLAYBOOK, all caps, to get 60% off your first order when placed within 72 hours. That's the number six figure founder dot com backslash G E L A T O. You can also find the link and discount code in the podcast show notes or in the video description on YouTube.
0: what is going on, my friend? Uh, Man, it's just hot, summertime. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing good though, doing very well. What about you, man? Good,
1: good to hear. I am doing awesome. I went off the grid over the weekend. I took a couple days off with my wife. Uh, We were celebrating our wedding anniversary. It was actually belated. (laughs) but we were celebrating it and we just, so as you know, I'm snowboarding right now. Just, do you know what snowboarding is? Like, if I
0: just using this term and a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking, I thought you said, I thought you said snowboarding. I was like, you're snowboarding in the no, summer in Canada? No, no, okay, <laughs>
1: snowboarding. snowboarding. So, this is something that's really big in Arizona. So when it gets really cold in parts of Canada and a lot of the parts of the US, a lot of people, especially retirees, they relocate temporarily down to Arizona and other warm states like Florida, Southern California, stuff like that, Texas, to escape the cold and to get kind of sun all year round. And Arizona, we get so many snowbirds, tons of Canadians, tons of Americans from the Midwest and. From, from the Northern parts and whatnot. And um, so I always tell people I'm snowboarding because I live in uh, Scottsdale, but I am living in Vancouver for four months to get away from the 110, 120 degree heat. So you're doing the reverse? You're doing the take reverse. Take advantage of the best heat, the Vancouver, like the best sunshine heat. So essentially we're geo-hacking is we're nice. just following the sunshine all year round. And only because I have freedom of time and location because this e-commerce life, this, you know, print on a man life, I'm able to do that. But um, yeah, we just went somewhere local. We're in Vancouver right now. We just went over to this area um, called Gibson's, which was so beautiful. We stayed in a tiny home for the first time ever. Have you ever stayed in a tiny home?
0: No, I don't want to. I want to stay in a, I want to stay in a humongous home. (laughs) completely the reverse
1: well then you would hate tiny homes because they are like uber efficient uber uber efficient but anyhow it was an awesome time it was a lot of fun and i'm just feeling refreshed i'm like ready to rock i'm ready to talk about email marketing today so uh just before we jump in that there's two things i wanted to mention first of course we're gonna give a shout out to one of our reviews, because we always do that because we love you guys. We love all our listeners. And secondly, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Do you know what I'm talking about, Carrie Yes, I do. That is the Threads, Threads. app. Threads. The Threads, Threads app. So just I think it's six days ago from the time we're recording this, Threads went live. And it's really interesting because this was created by Meta, by Instagram, owned by Meta. It's nicknamed the Twitter killer. And it was straight up a rip off of Twitter and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. What I'm excited for for sellers is right now they're not running any ads on threads, but you know Meta is licking their chops to run ads to this community, which I believe is over a hundred million people already. And um, this is going to be awesome for sellers because it just gives us more real estate to get our message out there in front of our ideal target audience, the people we are trying to connect with. So just so you know, threads essentially the way they frame it. You gotta is, read the
0: review, bro. You gotta read the review. Which review? Read our Apple review, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about threads still.
0: Uh, oh, we're doing that after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were
1: gonna read the review, then we we're gonna
0: talk about threads. No, I said we're gonna read
1: the view, but first we're gonna talk about the elephant of the We're on, we're on the way. threads. No, no, you're good. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Threads is a new app built by the Instagram team for sharing text updates and joining public conversations. So essentially it's exactly like Twitter. And um, I've actually noticed that quite a few Six Figure Founder members are already on it. On the day that it went live, um, I asked our community in our private Voxer chat for Six Figure Founder members. And a lot of them were like, yeah, we're on it already. Um, so that was really exciting to see. And I'm going to be very curious to see over the long term if the momentum continues for this and how it's going to benefit sellers like us and the people who listen to this podcast. So that's all I'm going to say about Threads. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about later, but it's only like six days old, dude. It's still in diapers. So there's not really a lot to say. We'll see how things go over time. But so I
0: think it's interesting. It uh, So yeah, it's like six days old. It went from zero to 100 million members already, 100 million yep. users. Which is insane. Yep. Uh, just for reference, I think uh, I think Twitter has hundred million, either hundred million or three hundred million. Uh, I think Twitter
1: like, still has a lot more than. Brands.
0: Yeah, I think it's at three hundred. I think it's at three hundred million is Twitter. I just I just okay. listened to a podcast about this. It's The only reason I know, I think Twitter's <laughs> at three hundred million. Uh, Threads in six days got hundred million. It's mm. likely that a lot of those people will drop, will kind of drop or not be as active, but. Mm-hmm you never know. You could be as active, but I do think it's interesting that, uh, it's, you know, it's all connected into Instagram. So like when I set up my threads account, it was yeah. so simple. Like I just connected so to Instagram. Simple. I'm already getting followers. Cause even though I haven't posted anything, cause people are like already following me on Instagram. So they're following me over on threads. So mm-hmm. I think it's got a really good, like onboarding kind of feel. It feels good so far. So we'll, we'll see how it does. It could be a really great opportunity. And like you mentioned, maybe, maybe it could be awesome opportunity for ads. We'll have to see let's see what happens. I hope
1: so. I hope so. We're always looking for opportunities to get our message in front of the right people. And the more real estate there is out there for us to spread our message, the better it is for us as sellers. Last thing I'm going to say, did you hear about this cage match that uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have been talking about? Yeah. Dude, like it should definitely happen now. Let's go. Like Elon Musk is fuming he's so mad he's threatening to sue i think he is trying to sue them for trade secrets or some crap like that like dude it's literally just a like a micro blogging site there's twitter is nothing crazy i don't think he has a case here but i'm not a lawyer i could be totally wrong maybe threads will be gone i don't know but Uh, it would be so funny if they actually had a cage match dude they should have a cage match and the winner gets to keep the platform
0: so Ooh, if
1: go. Mark Zuckerberg wins the cage match, then threads remains and Twitter just drops all
0: lawsuits. That's how it should go down. Well, the whole, the uh, whole thing about it, an epic way to decide. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing about it is Elon is like way bigger than Zuck. He's like, you know, just a bigger dude, but like Zuck's in incredible shape and like trains jujitsu and all the things. So it's like, who does the big guy win? Cause he just pummels him or does the, you know, jujitsu super fit guy win? I don't know. I don't it's know, man. That'd be a pretty good match. I yeah. would. I would watch. I, I would. Oh, everybody would watch. Everybody could probably pay per view that. Broadcast it on Twitter and <laughs> threads. Have Dana
1: White like promoting it. You know, Pay per view at all the bars. Anyhow, all right. We digress. Let's get to our review. So uh, today we are sharing a review from one of our listeners, and this is Tina R. So I'm pretty sure this is the review that we're on. Tina R, thank you so much. We really appreciate reviewing. review. And this is actually a really cool review. So it says, grab something to take notes. And they wrote a five-star review and they say, this podcast is great. Adrian and Carrie provide a lot of info in every episode. They truly want to help people succeed. I listen when I make dinner and I'll write notes on my refrigerator. They give so much info. I have to take notes to retain it. Follow them, support them, Thank you guys for providing such valuable information.
0: Woo. Dude, that was one of the best ones I've ever heard. Thank you, Tina. Man, that's
1: such a good review. Thanks, Tina. That Tina, is you're amazing. like very just authentic. Like I can feel the authenticity of that review. Like you took time to think about this. And I think that's so cool that you're taking notes. I hope everybody's taking notes, but a lot of people listen in their car and, you know, um, but you can guys can always listen to it again. So that's a good part. For sure. But, um, anyhow, let's get into the main event of this episode. So we're calling this episode. The fortune is in the follow-up because we all know that that is the case. And we are talking about email marketing, which is hands down one of the most valuable sales channel and absolutely essential for the success of any teacher or apparel brand in my opinion. Um, Carrie, I'm sure you would agree with that statement as well. Uh, there is just so much power in email marketing. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to break up this episode into five parts. So first, we're going to talk about the power of email marketing and we're going to drop some fun facts on you. Second, we're going to talk about why email marketing is so powerful. Third, we're going to talk about the first thing that you should always do as soon as you start driving traffic to your website, Fourth, we're going to talk about how to make money in your sleep, and fifth, we're going to talk about effective campaign strategies. And we're going to try to keep this under an
0: hour. Kerry, do you think that's even possible? Like, like can we? I know we it's even possible because hour? we've done it before, Adrian. We've done it before. <laughs> it's just lately we've been straying from our ways. We've been just we've just been going too in depth. So we have to we have to get these listeners all the value packed into one hour
1: yeah dude it is in marathon after marathon episode lately so we're going to try to keep this one under an hour we'll see if it happens we're not making any promises if if we get really if the conversation is really good and there's a lot of value then we're going to keep dropping value but um why don't you start with section number one Carrie, the power of email marketing why don't you just drop some fun facts on our listeners because Email marketing is extremely, extremely powerful, and I think when people hear this, they'll kind of, if they don't already know,
0: they'll be like, whoa, email marketing is. We've got some amazing uh, stats that'll that'll really kind of just make you go, wow. Um, Because I think the big thing that I want to say about email marketing is like, it's just interesting because, so I've been email marketing, doing email marketing like for, I guess a while now. I got like maybe seven years, is that right? Like seven years or something? So I've been like email marketing a long time, both, you know for our um coaching businesses and like you know everything we do with shirt school and and six figure founder and everything but then also you know on the e-commerce side like i've been doing kind of all different kinds of email marketing and and read books and all that kind of stuff and it's just so interesting because i think like it's one of those really light bulb like those light bulb things of like once you really get it and you really start doing it consistently it's so much easier to get results from email marketing than it is like trying to do organic social media and all that kind of stuff and everything kind of has a piece of the puzzle but email marketing is so profitable. It's so simple. It's like, it's just amazing. It, it, and, and so, but the, on the flip side, like what I find is so interesting is that most people avoid it. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they they sign up an email marketing account because they like know they need one, but then they don't actually email their list even when it's small or what, you know, it's like most people don't do it. It's like one of those things that people really don't want to do. I don't know if it's just because they, they think they're not good writers or like what the case may be, but I would really, really encourage you. Like when I started email marketing, you know, I was just sending out sales and sending out new products and that was fine. Like it worked. Like I think people mm-hmm. are conditioned to buy from emails cause they get so many emails that are selling the products. Like people are, people understand that you're going to market in the email. So like, right. just you got to email, you have to email, <laughs> just do it. It will be so yeah. so profitable. Absolutely. And, and not
1: only that, can I say something about that? Yeah.
0: Placeit.net is the internet's largest collection of realistic mock-ups, design templates, and so much more. In fact, it's our most used tool as print-on-demand and apparel sellers, and we've been using it almost daily for over eight years. With the power of Placeit, you can put your designs on products ranging from t-shirts, mugs, hats, bags, posters, and more, then simply pick the setting and model and generate a high-quality, realistic photo mock-up that you can use on your website, and your social 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 media, in your marketing, or wherever you choose. Not only that, Placeit has an incredible design studio to create your next best selling design. Start with one of their thousands of templates or create your design from scratch in a matter of minutes. Placeit really is like magic with a do it for you type offering, and we believe this is a must have tool for every print on demand or apparel seller. Simply go to sixfigurefounder.com slash Placeit to get 10% off your first month or 10% 10% off an annual subscription. No discount code is required, but you must use our link to get your 10% off. That's the number six figurefounder.com slash place it, or use the link below down in the show notes or in the description on YouTube. Thank you, Place It, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Um,
1: most people do not buy the first time they visit a website. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of us, we use social media to, Build a following of raving fans. We drive them to our website. We collect their email addresses and we remarket to them. And it's in that remarketing that a lot of the dollars are made. Like a lot of the money is made on the back end. It's not made the first time they visit your website because they're still unfamiliar with their brand. They might not trust it yet. They might not see anything they like yet. But if you're marketing them new arrivals, if you're marketing them promotions, you're just giving them more incentive to become a customer. Not to mention a lot of times customers can take months to eventually buy from you. Like some some might not buy till Black Friday, who knows? But when you're building up your email list, it's important that you are sending emails regularly to nurture your audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is where a lot of the money is made. That's where a lot of the sales are made. So I think it's kind of understated and it's not talked about very much. For some reason, email marketing doesn't have the same like, like sex pizazz. appeal as social media. You know what I mean? Well, yes. sure, pizzazz.
0: <laughs> That's what's so stupid about it is that like social media is always all the rage. Like, everybody wants to talk about all these social media strategies. And it's like tried and true, 25 years, email marketing is still a thousand times more profitable if you ask me than social media, you know, and it's something yeah. that no one can take away from you. Anybody mm-hmm. can take away your Instagram account, your threads account, your TikTok, whatever, like the, not anybody, but the company can take that away. It can be removed yep. from you for whatever yep. reason, but no one can take your email list away and you can literally press the download button and you can download a CSV file and you can put it on a, on a USB stick or in the cloud or in Dropbox or whatever. And like, that's yours to keep. That's like a, and that's one of the most valuable things you could have in your business is an email 100%. list because- when you sell your business, if you ever sell your business, that's what one of the first things they're gonna ask is like, do you have a buyer's list? Do you have an email list? You know, And they're gonna want, that, there's gonna be a ton of value in that. So anyways, I digress.
1: Let's get into these no, stats. No, you're totally right though. Like, yeah. you're totally right. It goes back to the the owned versus rented platforms. Yeah. Email is an, is an owned platform. Social media is a rented platform. Like you said, they can pull your account up from under the rug and you lose all of your followers immediately. But if you've been collecting their email addresses all along, you could email them. In a worst case scenario, if your account did get terminated, you mm-hmm. still have that super valuable email list. You could email them, say, hey, our Instagram got terminated for some reason. Now we're over on TikTok. Come join us on TikTok and they just follow you on yeah. another platform and you can continue selling and marketing to them all along without with minimal impact
0: in a lot of cases. So, uh, we could keep talking about this like, uh, you know, one thing I, other thing I want to say is like there's going to be ebbs and flows in your business, but mm-hmm. the email list is always like to me it's always been that safety net because you know, I I I love running ads and I I've like made a ton of money from ads but especially on the t-shirt and and like e-commerce side like there are times when ads were less profitable or maybe they weren't Mm -hmm. profitable and if i if i had been focused on building that email list i could always count on that email list to bring revenue and i could go heavier on the email side when ads weren't maybe performing as well you know what i mean and so it's it's a great safety net it's a great supplement to paid advertising and like it's just so valuable it's so valuable
1: Okay, okay, you remind me of one more thing I got to say. Yes. Uh, And then then we'll we'll get into the fun facts, guys, we promise. But um, you, you made a really good point about ads, because a lot of times when people run paid ads and they are reviewing the data, when they're reviewing the analytics, they're making a decision on whether those ads are profitable after a couple of days. And what you have to realize is that a lot of people don't buy after a couple of days. So a lot of your sales are gonna be delayed, like really delayed. Mm -hmm. And so what a lot of people don't realize, and this is actually awesome, it's a huge bonus of running ads, is that when you're running ads a lot of people are going to your website and a lot of those people are going to subscribe to your email address Mm -hmm. and you're eventually going to convert some of those people and it might take a week a month six months a year you don't know but you are essentially there are future sales coming from those ads in the form of email. And that's one more reason why it's so powerful. If you're spending the money to drive ads, you should be collecting email so that at least you have something from those ads, you're remarking to those people, and hopefully they'll become paying customers.
0: 100%. All right, let's get into the stats a little bit. Uh, one stat I wanna add here, so I've got a few here on the list. One I wanna add though, that I've always thought about with email, uh, that is that I think is is, is a good benchmark to really, um, to really focus on is that you know, a healthy email list should make at least one dollar per subscriber on your email list per month, which mm. means you know if you had an email list of ten thousand subscribers, that you with consistent emailing, let's say two to three emails per week, you should easily be able to make ten thousand dollars or more in revenue from that ten thousand person email list, right? You get to twenty thousand, you're emailing consistently. That's twenty k a month in revenue, thirty thousand. That's thirty k a month in revenue, right? And it mm-hmm. just takes uh, it just takes consistent emailing. and you can absolutely do better than that. Some some email lists do worse than that. Uh, you know, they're not emailing as much or they're not you know doing they're not providing as much value on their email list. But that's a great benchmark to to look at. And when you consider mm-hmm. how much the software costs for email marketing with a list of, let's say 10,000, I mean, you're talking about like hundred bucks a month or something, you know, like hundred to $200 a month, you pay a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. for an email list and you can make $10,000 in revenue, $1 per person on that list per month. The yeah. ROI is insane. The ROI yeah, is I like think- insane.
1: Yeah, I think for Klaviyo, it would probably for that it would probably be around. They t- recently changed like their model not too long ago, yeah. the payment model, and it's like based on the volume of emails you send, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. It used to be based on the profiles or whatnot. Um, anyhow, for like 10,000 emails, I'm guessing it's probably if you're sending a couple a month, it's probably around like 200, 250 bucks. Yeah. But you're right. You know, a lot of times people be like, oh, email marketing like Klaviyo is expensive. I'm like, well, it's expensive if you're not getting a return on it, but the whole point is to get a return on it. So if you don't have any followers, they have a free account. If you don't have any followers and it grows with you, but as your email list grows, your sales should also grow with it. And I think this is a mindset shift that people have to have around email marketing is you have to think of it as an investment with a return. And you should be getting a significant return on your investment um, more so a lot of times than you get with ads. Oh, so it's higher. actually great, like a great return when you think of it that mm-hmm. way, as opposed to just an overhead expense, because it's not. It's, it's like, this is a list of people who want to hear from you, mm-hmm. who want to buy from you if you can get the right products in front of them and offer them value. But you can also, if they're not, if they're unengaging, if they're, if they're not opening your emails, you can clean your list. That's another thing that I encourage people to do to keep their count down is just clean your email list. Klaviyo has really good documentation on this. I have a whole email marketing course. It's 18 videos. It talks about everything from everything from starting, setting up your account in Klaviyo to running, creating, setting up automations for a clothing brand, campaigns for a clothing brand, cleaning your list, everything, but cleaning your list, it's actually not as hard as people think. Um, And you can just go into Klaviyo and find really good documentation on it. So I encourage people to do that. That's gonna keep your costs down and it's gonna get rid of the low quality subscribers, which you don't want anyways. There's no value in having low quality subscribers. The number of your list is a vanity metric. It's the quality of the list. There are email lists with a thousand subscribers that are way more uh, more profitable, have a much higher return on investment than email lists with 20,000 subscribers that, don't even care about what you're talking yep. about. And they just subscribe maybe for a enter to win an iPad for joining your email list or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. Second, uh, second fun fact here. Shoppers spend 138% more when marketing through email compared to those who don't receive Email, mark, email offers. So yeah, like I wake up every day with like twenty emails from all my favorite brands. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't getting those emails, I wouldn't be spending as much. Especially because mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll get coupons and special deals in those much in those emails. So um, yeah, if you're sending email, your shoppers are going to spend more. Yep. Conversion rates are at least three times higher on email than on social media. Yeah, I mean, again, it makes makes sense, right? There's no you, they click into an email; they're 100% focused on your brand. You can have Mm -hmm. a direct call to action, link it up. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Email marketing has an average return on investment of 122%, which is significantly higher than any other marketing channels. Pretty awesome.
1: And that goes back to the investment thing,
0: right? Like think of
1: your email marketing platform as a, a, a sales tool, a sales channel for you and look at the return on your investment. So if a couple hundred dollars, know a couple hundred dollars might seem expensive if you're not getting a return on that but if you are making ten thousand dollars from that yeah then that's that's nothing that's one of the most probably lucrative sales channels you could have Mm -hmm. so i like what you said too about just um like the value of the list if you were to sell your brand if you had a super valuable list and you are you show that you're making a lot of sales from your list. that's gonna add so much value to your brand if you are trying to sell it. It's definitely like you said one of the most um, one of the most important things that uh, prospective buyers are gonna look at, look at or one of the things that's gonna make your brand look the, the most valuable. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. well why don't we go to part two and that is why email marketing, Is so powerful. So, I just want to kind of go through a couple reasons here. In case you are not convinced by the power of email marketing, we're going to take it up a notch and we're going to drop some more knowledge on you. So, let's just get right into it. I've got a couple things I want to say here. Uh, First of all, I mentioned this earlier, but you own your list and the revenue generated from it. So this goes back to the owned versus rented platform. So you own your email list, email list, uh, Shopify, SMS lists. These are all owned platforms that you can take with you wherever you go. You're not gonna get booted off them like you are on like a social media or a marketplace. And so it's very important that you are not reliant on rented platforms. Rented platforms are great for getting exposure and getting your expanding your reach and introducing people to your brand. But the real money is made on the back end. It's made on the owned platforms like email marketing, like SMS marketing. So. I always encourage everyone like to have an owned platform and email marketing is one of the ones that I recommend everyone have. So get Shopify in place. We we are huge evangelists for Shopify and then set up email marketing, then start going on social media and trying to create your audience of ideal, your ideal target audience, drive them to your website, collect their emails and then remarket to them. So the second thing I want to mention is that email is a low cost marketing channel with a very high potential return on investment. So we've already kind of beat this one to death. So I'm not going to talk about that much more. Um, We know, you know, hopefully everyone kind of understands now that you should be getting a return from your email marketing. You should be making a lot more than you're actually paying.
0: Yeah, let me say, there's there's really like, well, I was gonna say there's, there's no, there's not really a scenario that I see where you shouldn't be making money, like making a return on your email marketing. What I mean by Mm -hmm. that, I guess the only scenario I could see is if you have an email list, but you're not actually sending emails, which seems Mm -hmm. crazy to me, right? (laughs) Like that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of building the email list is to send them emails. But a lot of people don't, we, we build our email list. We might get a thousand people on our email, email list, and then we just don't send emails. See that Mm -hmm. from a lot of people. But what I mean by that you mentioned it earlier. Most platforms, the the cost for those email platforms, it will grow with you, meaning that you can start at free. You know, Klaviyo, Omnisend. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much any any platform, Mailchimp, ConvertKit, any of these. Like you start at free. As you get more subscribers or you start sending more emails, it it, it will the cost will go up as you grow, and like you can make money from a hundred people on your list. Like you don't need to have a big totally. list. You should be getting a return on your investment into that software. Sorry to yep. say that. Keep no,
1: up. that's that's a really good point, and you're totally right. Like even if you have a small list, email them. And here's email one them. reason why we talked about this. Um, when it comes to creating content. How at the beginning, your content's probably gonna suck, your designs are probably gonna suck, your website's probably gonna suck. I'm just being real. Like, mine did, my content was terrible, my website was terrible, my designs were terrible. Like, no wonder I wasn't making any sales. But the thing is, that is why you put out more. You get better over time. Every time you're putting out new content, every time you're dropping new designs, every time you're making improvement to your website, It is getting better and it's going to evolve naturally over time. That is totally normal. Most people's businesses are really terrible at the beginning and that's okay. That's totally fine. You're like everybody else, including us. But the same goes with email. Like if you're going to be terrible at email, get the monkey off the back early while you have a small list. You're yeah. going to get better with every email. You can make changes to your campaigns. You can tweet things. And if you look at your very first emails, like Carrie, if you look at the very first e-commerce emails you ever sent, and then you looked at more recent ones, like a year, two years, three years later, how much better are they?
0: Way better. <laughs> like, the first ones are atrocious. Yeah. I
1: can't believe anyone bought. Like, the first I can't believe anyone like- bought.
0: The first ones are like, you know, look at this new design. It's like a picture. It's <laughs> yeah. like, shop now. <laughs> that's just it, a right mock-up, on. just like
1: a print yeah. on a man mock-up yeah. with a big, a big ugly like button. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's totally normal. You guys are totally normal. If if you know, you're gonna look at your emails, everyone listening, you're gonna look at if you send emails consistently, you're gonna look back a year from now and you're like, what was I thinking? Uh, a lot of you, I have seen some really nice ones, like to be fair, but mine was terrible. A lot of the ones that I see aren't very good, but they do get better over time. Um, so <laughs> um, anyhow, I don't, even, dude, I don't even remember why I started talking about this. But
0: we're, what, what point are you what on?
1: Oh, 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 okay, okay. I was saying, <laughs> because this is, this is a case, this is a case for running emails when your list is small. When your list is small, you should be running emails because you're gonna get better over time and as your list grows, the quality of your emails should grow as well. So (laughs) bringing it full circle. But anyhow, on to the next point, why email marketing is so powerful. It has been literally never been easier to get started with email marketing. I think a lot of people don't realize this. I I get why email marketing seems overwhelming because you're like, oh, another whole sales channel. I got to set up all this stuff. I don't know how to lay out emails or how to design them or format them. Trust me, guys, like email marketing platforms like Klaviyo, like MailChimp, like OmniSend, they keep getting better and they keep, they know that that's a big pain point and they know that that's preventing people from sending emails. So they're going to try to, there, there is incentive for them to make their software easier to use because it means that you're gonna send more emails. And Klaviyo, which is the email marketing solution that I use and recommend. I'm a huge Klaviyo evangelist, just like I'm a Shopify evangelist. And Carrie, I know you promote Klaviyo as well. Like they literally have a built-in email template library built in, you could go. And if you want to send a campaign, you can go to this library, you can choose one of a ton of templates and just click on it. And it's pretty much done for you. You just change out the image, you change, you link the image to your so website simple. or to the product in your website. You, you just throw your logo on there. It's never been easier. And automations, same thing. You can pretty much go in there. They have all these email automations pre-made for you some of them you could literally just turn on and not do anything. Now, I would recommend making some tweaks, making it a little more branded and changing a couple of things to make them prettier. But like as a minimal viable product, some of these you could literally just turn on and make very, yeah. very, very few tweaks just to get something up and running. And I think when we started running emails, carry back in the day, like the 2016, 2017, It was way harder in my opinion. It's gotten so much better, so much easier. And uh, I hope that people do take advantage of these super simple like pre-made templates and whatnot because it's gonna cut down your time significantly. And the whole point of automations is literally to have emails running in the background. You set it and forget it. And they run in the background and make you money when, you know, you don't even know the is being sent. And we're gonna talk about that in a bit, but um, it really has never been easier to get started with email marketing. All right, two more points I wanna make about why email marketing is so powerful. Um, You can drive more sales with highly targeted marketing strategies. So one thing about email marketing that you cannot do with something like social media is you can't do segmentation. So you can't take a chunk of your audience based on certain characteristics and just market to them. You can do that with email marketing. Mm -hmm. You can say, I only want to send this email to people who have made a sale for me already, or I only want to send this email to my highest engagers or my whales, like the people that spend the most or purchase the most frequently. You can do that. You can segment your list and you can send targeted emails to those people. Another thing is personalization. So you can personalize your emails. You can call people by their first name, something you can't do in social media. So it does, you know, it is much more, you can be much more targeted. And then the last thing I want to say is messaging the right people at the right time. This is huge because when you send an email, that's going to go out to all those people right at that moment. And if there's a a reason why you're choosing to send at that time, maybe you're piggybacking on a holiday or some big event that's happening. Like right now, uh, while we're recording this, Amazon Prime Day is happening. And one thing that we do every year and we have a lot of successes is we do a Prime Day sale. We piggyback on Amazon Prime. And I've seen some of the biggest brands, biggest e-commerce brands in the world doing this, like Pure Vita does PV Prime Day. And Mm. they'll do like a free shipping for two days, just like Amazon Prime has. And you can do other deals and promotions as well, but you can, Time that right at the right time. Whereas social media, you're not gonna get, if, if you posted that on social media, the majority of your followers probably aren't gonna see it till the promotion's done. I would recommend posting it to your stories to give it a better chance of being seen, and a lot of people will see it, but you can't just get it to everyone in one pop immediately yeah. like you can with email marketing. Does yeah. that make sense, Kerry? Did I explain that okay? Because um, I, I hope that didn't come ac- across as complicated.
0: No, no, You know, I think, I think it was great. No, it was a lot, a lot okay. of good points in there. Um, cool, cool. Let's move into it. Let's move to number three. So yeah. let's talk about we talked a little bit about stats. We talked a little bit about why email marketing is so powerful. Now, let's talk about the first thing you should do as you start driving traffic to your websites. First thing you should really do with email marketing, just the kind of the, the minimum thing, how to get started, essentially. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I believe you, we're 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, like, I believe you, Gary <laughs> Adrian, email marketing is awesome. What should I do? How do I get started? So I actually wanna start with the, with kind of the strategy. So here's here's the very simple, simple strategy. And we got some additional points. We're gonna walk you through some ideas for email marketing, some automations you can set up, all this different stuff. But here's the essential strategy. Drive traffic to your website. Here's one thing we haven't really talked about, is that you can't, you're, you're not going to just have an, e- you're not gonna be able to grow your email list unless you have a, a channel to drive traffic from. So we talked mm-hmm. about how powerful email marketing is versus like social media, but the reality is you really need social media or SEO or the different, uh, some way some way to get new people to your website to actually get their email addresses, right? So the first thing is you're gonna drive traffic to your website, you're gonna have to have some channel, some strategy to get mm-hmm. traffic to your website. Then once you get people to your website, you get their email address. Right, you get their email address, and the way that we recommend doing that is through a simple pop-up. That's the most effective way uh, that we've seen Mm -hmm. to collect email addresses. Just having a pop-up on your website. So as soon as you get somebody to your website, it waits about ten seconds. They're scrolling through. It pops up and says, "Get ten percent off, unlock fifteen percent off, or maybe it's get a five dollar coupon." We we saw that uh, recently. I think on our Grow Your Brand workshop, we had uh, we did a review and somebody had you know, get a $5 gift card or like get $5 off. I thought that was way more creative than like 10% or 15%. That was a, that was a cool one. Um, so have a pop-up there. And then the last step is send them emails, <laughs> send those people emails. So that like, it's not complicated. That's essentially the strategy is drive traffic to your website, collect emails via a pop-up, and then send emails to those people, Remarket to them as you, as you mentioned, And that's how you can drive sales with Mm -hmm. email marketing. That's the very, very high level, you know, basic strategy to it. Anything you want to add?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you reiterated it because you kind of cut out there at the beginning when you were talking about driving traffic. Um, but yeah, one thing that we really preach is choosing one primary acquisition channel, one channel to acquire customers or to acquire followers using that primary. So usually that's social media. So one primary acquisition channel, It might be Instagram, it might be TikTok, it might be Facebook, it might be threads. Probably not. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But have one primary acquisition channel for driving traffic to your website and then have a primary retention channel to remarket to that traffic. So the two most popular primary retention channels are email and SMS. We generally recommend we generally recommend starting with email. That's the easiest, in my opinion, just to get up and running. I also think it's really valuable. Um, and so that's really it. Kind of reading what Kerry said, primary, primary acquisition channel, drive traffic to your website, collect their email addresses, then use your primary retention channel, i.e. email marketing, to turn them
0: into paying customers. Yeah, you nailed it, dude.
1: Cool. Uh, why don't we move into number four? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. So number four, we are talking about how to make money in your sleep. And I know this sounds too good to be true, and I know it sounds super cliche, but guys, literally, you can do this. Literally, Carrie does this. Literally, I do this. Literally, probably a lot of people listening are doing this, and that is through email marketing automations. So let's start by answering the question, what is an email marketing automation? So these are actually called flows in Klaviyo. Um, I wish they just called them automations because you kind of know exactly what it means. It's like an automated email, whereas you're like, what the hell is a flow? You know what I mean? Anyhow, but. (laughs) It's it's also sometimes
0: called a sequence. Yeah. Something something like that. Sequence, flow, automation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a number of names for them,
0: but essentially. What's that? I said a set of funnel maybe, something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, something like that. But just like to explain it succinctly, a flow is a sequence of automated steps that are triggered when a customer completes a specific action or when a specific event occurs. So an example of this would be a flow may trigger when someone adds an item to their shopping cart, but does not complete the purchase. This is referred to as an abandoned cart flow And it can help you recover otherwise lost sales as you communicate with customers at the right time with the right message. So what you could do is you could set up a abandoned cart flow or automation that's triggered every time someone abandons their cart, every time they add something to their cart and then leave your website. And what that's going to do is that's going to automatically send them an email at a time that you determine might be an hour after they abandon their cart or they leave your website. It might be a couple hours. It's going to send them an email and say something like, oops, looks like you forgot something. And it'll have dynamic code in it automatically built in. That'll actually show them the exact item that they had added to their cart and give them a link to click on that. That'll take them right to right back to the page to complete their purchase and i don't know about you carrie but like email like uh, uh when a lot of times when you're shopping online it can be very disrupt you can easily get disrupted because a lot of us do it from our phone and when we're on our phones we're getting text messages we're getting phone calls uh, a lot is going on and a lot of times i'm on my phone doing this stuff and trying to multitask and then something comes up and i have mm-hmm. to like leave you know what i mean so this is This significantly improves the chances of converting these individuals into paying customers. Like there was intent there. They added an item to their cart. A lot of the times when someone adds an item to their cart, their intention is to purchase that item. And by you sending them a perfectly timed email, reminding them, making it very, very simple for them to buy, where it literally has a photo of the item, they click it and it takes them right to the page to complete their purchase, that will result in a sale in a lot of cases. And that is very, very powerful. Like I believe selling a service. When you're sending an abandoned cart email to someone to remind them about a product that they wanted to buy, they're gonna appreciate that. And a lot of times in the abandoned carts, people will include a discount or some incentive to get them over the hurdle and they're gonna appreciate that too. And maybe that's what they needed. A lot of times, like I don't know about you, Carrie, but a lot of times I'll intentionally go onto a website and abandon my cart to get the abandoned cart email discount because I know that it seems like nine out of 10 websites have an abandoned cart sequence and usually they offer a discount. So um, it's a powerful thing, and it it works. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to convert one hundred percent of people, but it will convert a lot of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there's so much I love about automated flows, and there's actually quite a few that you can set up. the The template library in Clavio is extremely extensive. There are so many automations pre built where you can just go and you can. You can activate this flow immediately and then you can just make some really, really small changes. Like, Oh, I'm just going to throw my logo on there. I'm going to use my brand colors and you can, you can design it a little bit differently or something like that, but you don't even have to make many changes. So, um, I just want to explain what a flow is and, and give you an example of the power of a flow. The other thing that I love about them is their automations. These are literally you can set and forget them. I mentioned this earlier, but that is one of the most powerful things about flows. It's like having a staff member working for you and sending an email out every time someone abandons their car. You don't have to do anything like you can go in there and you can make updates at any time. You can tweak your language, your ad copy. You can change some branding and some elements, but you could also just set it up and let it run in the background and you're going to make a lot of sales. You're literally going to make sales in your sleep. You're going to wake up in the morning and you'll look and you'll see that some of your emails had converted into sales. Yeah. So it literally makes you money in your sleep. As as, as much as that seems too good to be true, it's literally true. Um, And I hope that that all makes sense and you can see how. So the other thing i want to mention just in case i haven't hammered this home enough is how quick and easy it is to set up flows klaviyo has a built-in flow library i'm sure a lot of the other systems do too now yeah. i don't know i used to use Omnisend. i i haven't used it for years and i'm guessing they have built-in flows maybe mailchimp does um but Clavio has a super extensive list you can literally type in what you're trying to achieve like your objective like oh uh, uh, abandoned cards or you can filter by abandoned cards or yeah. abandoned browser or welcome series and a lot of times they'll have multiple some they they mix in email and sms because klaviyo also has built-in sms and then some you can say oh i just want the email flow just emails to
0: start yeah so, what's great what's great about those yeah. is like you know some of those are actually pretty complex and they mm. but with the with this klaviyo you know flow library like they make it super simple so like to give you an example mm-hmm. if somebody were to join your email list and then let's say three months later they come back to your website and they go look they go look at a product maybe like a new product you released or something they're looking at a product they're considering buying it and then they just leave well mm-hmm. if they're on your email list klaviyo can actually do what's called browse abandonment and that mm-hmm. means they can recognize when somebody on your email list goes to your website and just looks at a product. They don't even have to add to cart, just looks at a product and it can trigger an email. It's like, so like stuff like that sounds pretty like crazy, but what's mm-hmm. cool is like with Klaviyo is you can literally just add the browse browse abandonment flow and then customize the emails. And it like does all the technical backend stuff for you. Like it, it, it automatically sets that up. So like, there's really no reason like to, to not use these flows because again they're all just like set up perfectly for you if you don't know like how should how often should I send an email in the welcome series like clavio has got it all in there just like set yeah. up for you and here's what's cool is like Clavio has humongous brands using their software like million dollar and hun- probably hundreds of million dollar uh, brands and they have all that data, which means they can use that data to know what works. They can see what these brands are doing in their email that is actually working and converting sales, and they can create their flows and their automations based off of that data. So you know what you're getting from the flow library is not just guesswork. It's literally based off of years and years of like hard data, seeing what emails and what timing works. So I just think that's awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's a, a really, really good point. Um, the last thing I wanna say is I wanna share what I believe are three essential flows. And even if you're not sending out email campaigns, definitely try to get these flows in place because again, an email campaign is a one-off campaign. You send it once and then you have to send another one. It's a little bit more manual, right? Whereas flows are totally automated. You set them up once and then they keep running in the background. So what I suggest is that everyone gets these flows set in place. The first one that I think is absolutely necessary, as soon as you're collecting email addresses, please, if you're listening to this, set up an abandoned cart flow. Please, this will make you sales. That is the super low hanging fruit. These are people who showed intent, they took action and a lot of them, something happened that caused, that disrupted their purchasing and the reminder will be enough. You don't even have to offer a lot of them a discount. You just, just one simple reminder email will be enough to get them to say, oh yeah, I forgot, I really wanted to get this. I'm so glad that I got this email and they complete their purchase. So that's the one that I recommend setting up immediately. And like- even if it's a like not a very good, abandoned cart flow. Like if it's something pretty stock, like if you just pretty much activate the Klaviyo out of the box one, just it's better than nothing. And it it will convert people. Carrie, were you going to say something?
0: I was going to say just, just a kind of a, t- a pro tip, I guess, is like the mm-hmm. highest percentage of reason that the highest percentage reason that people abandon their cart is actually shipping charges. Like mm-hmm. they get, it's like the majority of people, the reason they leave is because they're like, Oh, I want this $25 t-shirt. They add it to the cart and it's like $7 for shipping. Uh, I'm not, gonna. I'm not going to do that. Um, so that's like the highest, the highest reason. There's a few other reasons, but mm-hmm. that's the main reason why people leave. So like, if you have a website right now and you're charging shipping for, you know, for on your website for orders, that's totally fine. But the pro tip is set up your abandoned cart. Just give them a free shipping coupon. Yes. Like, simple as that. Just say, yes. Hey, did you, did you stop because of the shipping? Here's a free coupon. Boom. Wave the shipping. Like super simple. Yeah.
1: That's such that's such a good point. I, I remember hearing that stat as well that yeah. and it's not like everyone abandons their cart because of shipping. That's just the most common reason because we live in the age of prime where a lot of people have free shipping from Amazon and it's hard for small businesses to compete with that. And I think a lot of people understand that. But right there you have quashed the objection. Like the objection to not completing their purchase might be the shipping cost. And if you can send them an email and just say, like you said, like use code free ship to get free shipping on your order. That if that is the objection, that is going to get a lot of people over the edge. That's going yeah. to convert the customers. It's that's I love that. It's like very targeted, and and you're going off the statistical reasons, and uh, that can be very very powerful. So the first one is setting up an abandoned cart sequence. The second one that I definitely, that I strongly recommend is a welcome series. So what I've found is in most cases, the abandoned cart series and the welcome series are the two best converting um, sequences that'll probably make you the most sales and the most revenue. And so I, this is the second one that I recommend setting up. You want to start with the most valuable ones and then kind of make your way down. But starting at the top, abandoned cart next welcome series, this is essentially just an email or a series of emails that are kind of dripped out over a couple of days or maybe over a week or two that are welcoming people to your community and introducing your brand, requesting that they follow you on social so that they can see you in more places and you can become top of mind more often. There's a lot of things you can do with the Welcome Series. You can offer them a new member discount. You can talk about you know all the value that you might offer. If you have a blog, if you have a podcast, whatever, whatever you have, like this is where you can really sell your brand um, and get people excited about your brand. And then is there anything you want to say about the Welcome Series, Carrie?
0: Well, I was going to say a very short story is that um, when I started my first t-shirt e-commerce brand, um, I I had this mentor and he was like, man, you got to do email marketing. He was like, you got to do email marketing. So I you know, I, I was just like everybody else. Like It was like I was starting to run Facebook ads. And I was getting some sales, but I, I didn't know I was supposed to be building an email list. I didn't have a course. I didn't have anything like that. So mm-hmm. this guy was just like, dude, why aren't you email marketing? So I, I got an email marketing account. I made the pop-up. I started... Uh, I started collecting emails and I was kind of like, well, I don't really know what to do. Like, I'm not making much money from the emails. I'm collecting, I'm getting emails from this mm-hmm. pop-up, but I don't know what to do. And he was like, just let me get in your account and let me write you a welcome series. Like, let me, nice. let me just get in there, write you a welcome. He just wrote it for me. So he got mm-hmm. in there and did like three emails. Essentially, what a welcome series. Here's what's cool, is when n- not everybody, Uh, not everybody that's going to join your list is an abandoned cart, right? Like only a small percentage of people are actually an abandoned cart. Abandoned cart is Mm -hmm. when they add to cart, but then they actually have to go through the checkout process and put in their email in order to become an abandoned cart. So a high, most people that, that join your email list are going to come from like the pop-up. Generally, they're not going to be an abandoned cart. So you need another sequence to get them to buy. And that's the welcome series. Anytime Mm -hmm. somebody joins your list, from that pop-up or any other way, you can trigger this welcome series. Um, mm-hmm. And so, essentially, what a welcome series is is like, "Welcome to our to the tribe. Welcome to the family." Mm-hmm. It's a lot of times it's, "Hey, here. I wanted to say hi from the owner. Here's a picture of my family. We value your business. We love you know. This is what we stand for. You do that kind of thing. You the next email you may showcase some of your best selling products, right?" You, you may showcase some testimonials and some different you know social proof and show some action shots and different things like that and have a clear call to action. And then you might do a third email in the welcome series where uh, you offer them some kind of discount or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what he did, and this is how I got started with like a welcome series, was he set up just this rock star welcome series. It was like three or four emails. It was on brand. He used like gifts in there. He put like some funny gifts that were like kind of related to my niche. And uh, and just wrote it for me and that thing like for the next like one or two years, like I literally did not touch it and it would just convert sale after sale after sale after sale, you know, and so it was so powerful because I just went from almost just having an abandoned car and not really making much other money off email to just Mm -hmm. this one thing. Like I think the welcome series is probably the best, you know, the the best flow that you can set up. I mean, it's it's the most no brainer. It catches Mm -hmm. people while they're they're like already uh wanting to buy because they just joined your email list mm-hmm. they probably like high likelihood they were just a looking at a product that they were considering buying join mm-hmm. the email list and then you start hitting them with you know value adding emails and a discount and those kind of things and it's like you, you're just going to get a lot of people that are going to pull the trigger based off like that emotional buying you know mm-hmm. um So anyways, I love the welcome series and like that kind of revolutionized my email marketing game.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. And I mean, one of the nice things about, so welcome series generally have one of the highest open rates because it's one of the first emails people receive from your brand. And when they're excited about your brand, they, they subscribe to your email list because they're like, this brand is so me. I love everything about this brand. And then you get to sell them even more. You get to sell them on your mission and uh, your story, there's so many elements of it that you can use to make them even become stronger brand evangelists and to ideally convert them into excited, paying customers and raving fans. Um, so, yes, Welcome Series, amazing. Highly, highly, highly recommend setting that up. And then the third essential flow that I recommend, that Gary probably recommends as well, is a post purchase series. And the reason why I love the post-purchase series is again, because this is a time when people are really excited about your brand, they've already made a purchase and they're excited because there's something about your brand that they really like or about your products that they really like. And this is a great opportunity to try to get another sale out of them to try to make them purchase again. So with our post-purchase series, our goal, is to make them a repeat customer within 10 days of their first purchase. And how we do that is we actually up the discount because we have already paid to acquire that customer, usually in the form of some sort of advertising. Um, And we know that no matter how many times they buy from us, there was only that one cost per acquisition. So after the first sale, every other sale is more profitable. And so we can we can offer them a bigger discount uh, because we want to increase the customer lifetime value, the frequency of purchases. That is what makes a lot of brands very, very valuable, is when they can get a number of customers to purchase again and again and again and again, and they're not always prospecting for one sale and then losing everybody after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A lot of the the, 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 the profit is made in the repeat sales. And that is why the post-purchase flow is so powerful. Um, and I, why I recommend everyone set it up, Kerry, your thoughts.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, essentially it's, yeah, you, you've, you've got the first sale, from this customer, right? They've made their first sale. Now they mm-hmm. are infinitely more valuable to you than than, uh, than people on your list that have not made a sale. Because like mm-hmm. people that have already purchased from you are way more likely to per- make another purchase than somebody who's, who's not purchased from you to make their first purchase. They're way cheaper to market to. They, oh. they would generally spend more in their second or third say, uh, purchase from your company than they will in the first one. Mm-hmm. And another thing that mm-hmm. I do I would recommend everybody does as you start getting, as you start getting enough sales, this is like a, I guess a little bit more an advanced strategy. I wouldn't say it's that advanced, but a little bit more advanced is like, once I had, I would say my first 500 sales, I started running running ads to just my buyers. Like I would just load my buyers into mm. the Facebook ads manager and I still do this. And, uh, and over time, obviously it's grown to more thousands and thousands of sales. So this like grew over time but this is so powerful because you're just gonna get way lower ad costs, like you're gonna get way mm-hmm. higher, bigger cart values and like uh, not not enough people pay attention to their buyers. And we talked earlier about segmentation. This is one mm-hmm. thing that's so great about email is like, you can, you can literally go into Clayville and say, I just wanna send an email to all my buyers. And as that buyers mm-hmm. list grows, you offer them special incentives that you don't offer to your non-buyers. You value them in a different way, and and like they're just they're gonna buy from you more frequently and a, and at higher higher cart values than non-customers. So like pay attention to your customers. This is the whole purpose of a post-purchase flow. It's bring it to bring it home, bring it back around. This mm-hmm. is the whole purchase uh, purpose mm-hmm. of a post-purchase flow is to reward your existing customers and uh, get a, an additional sale from them that is generally gonna be cheaper to convert. Uh, higher converting, and they're gonna they're gonna purchase more in that purchase in that in that sale. That was really
1: well said. Yeah. Really, our goal, like I, the reason why post purchase uh, flows can be so powerful, is really it comes down to one thing: trust. Yep. Like, exactly. Like we built trust with them. It's I would argue that it's much harder to get someone to buy from you once because you have to build the trust before they pull out their credit card and make that purchase. But if they've already done it once and if they try on the product and they're really happy with it and they love it, the trust is built, they're happy with the product, they're significantly more likely to buy from you again. So the goal of a primary acquisition channel like social media is to attract people and get them to know, like, and trust you. Once you've got that, once you have a community of people that are very interested, that identify with your niche, that are your ideal target audience, and you have built that, you know, they know, like, and trust you, man, that's powerful. That is so powerful. And it's going to make email marketing
0: so much more effective. Exactly. I'm glad so, you brought that up. Like it's, it me. really is about they already trust you because they've already made a, sale, made a purchase from you.
1: Yeah. So yeah. let's move into... All right.
0: Let's move into number five. Yep. Uh which got is, kind of, is the last point we want to make about email marketing and last tips, kind of set of tips we want to give you. And this is email campaign ideas. I think we're approaching the 60-minute mark. If we can get through this one pretty quick, we're gonna we're gonna Ooh. stay in the I think we're it's gonna be close. Let's all go. Right. Maybe <laughs> we should
1: just double speed like our voices, yeah. like in editing. <laughs> so we all uh, sound like chipmunks like bah, 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 yeah, bah, bah.
0: just to get just to get under the 60-minute mark. <laughs> yeah. um, so number five is email campaign ideas. So what's the difference between a campaign and a flow? Cause we're talking about something different here. Mm-hmm. Essentially an email campaign is a one-time manual email sent to a group of contacts. This could be all your contacts or it could be a segmented part of your, con- of your subscribers or contacts, whatever you want to call them, email subscribers, um, but it's, it's, a manu- it's manually sent to either all or a group of those. It's not, an, it's not automated like a flow but it can still be scheduled. So this is kind of like, to me, this is the final piece of the email marketing puzzle. And just to kind of recap the the whole strategy for anybody out there just kind of getting started with this or maybe you've already started emailing but you're just trying to fit the pieces together. You drive traffic from an outside source like SEO or social media or advertising, that kind of thing. Uh, you collect their emails via a pop-up on your website. And then, you set up automated flows such as the abandoned cart welcome series and post-purchase, which is a kind of our three essential flows. And then the Mm -hmm. last piece of the puzzle is start sending them manual, manual campaigns. We would recommend, I would recommend at least two per week and generally how Mm -hmm. I try to break it up. And we're going to give you some examples of, uh, uh, campaigns that you can send out. Generally how I try to break it up is one related to uh, providing more value based and then the second one related to selling your products. So it's just a mix mm-hmm. of just keeping it very simple. Maybe you send one on Tuesday and one on Friday. The Tuesday email, you're giving a tip or you're sharing a testimonial or you're uh, sharing a story or pointing to a piece of social media content or a news article and then on Friday you are heavy selling your products, showcasing you know some of your, your best designs or new arrivals and different things like that. We'll get into that in just a second. But that's kind of how I break it up for the most part. Two per week, I would say you could do as many as three or four per week if you really wanted to go hard into it. Sometimes your open rates will fall a little bit if you send more frequent emails. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But that is something that can happen. So um, anything you want to say about that, Adrian, before we get into some examples of campaigns? One
1: thing I want to say is I totally agree. Like if – like. I, I also want um, I also want to be realistic when people are starting out, like I know they've got a lot going on. They're trying to set up their social media. They're trying to be consistent yeah. about posting content. They're trying to consistently drop designs to find a winner. So if you cannot, if you just cannot find the time to send two emails a week, that's okay. Like start where you can. It's something is better than nothing. So yeah. a lot of times, In a perfect world, we would send like two to three emails a week and you could even send four to five. And especially if they're segmented, they won't go to everyone. So you can send certain segments, emails, so you could send up four to five, but it's not like you're, you're, you're blanketing your entire list four to five times a week. There's a lot of things you can do, but two to three times. I do really like that number. That's when a lot of the big brands, that's how often you're going to hear from them, maybe even more, but The thing is, the last thing I wanna say is, you know, be realistic with what you can do. And so what I usually say is, make a realistic goal for yourself and start there. Maybe it's one a week. One a week is awesome, if that's all you have the time for. Maybe it's one every two weeks. If you can do one a week, if you think you can manage that, Awesome. And there are ways, you know, in Klaviyo, you can use one of their templates and you can literally just use the same template for every email. You just change a couple of things like the content, the images, the headline, the, uh, well, the logo will always be the same stuff like that. So there are ways that you can kind of repeat. There's a lot of, uh, elements that you can just keep reusing. So you don't actually have to change much, but, do what's realistic for you. I would aim to do at least one a week if you can, and then when you start getting more comfortable, if you have the time, try to get that up. Try to bump that up to two to three times a week.
0: Yep. Let's move into some campaign examples. So here's some ideas for you that you can actually, uh, that you can actually, you know, send for campaigns. If you're trying to figure out kind of what do I put in my emails, because that's one of the questions I get the most from students mm-hmm. and and you know YouTube and those kind of things is like what do I put in my emails? Like, what do, what do I, I run out? of you ideas? What do I say? Right? <laughs> yeah. so, so here's some, here's some ideas. I would say one thing I would just add email is as I, as I mentioned earlier, just briefly, people are conditioned to be sold in email. They're, 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 they're used to receiving lots of sales, sales focused emails. Mm -hmm. it's not bad to sell an email it's good to sell an email and i think it's one of the it's one of the places you can sell a little bit heavier in my opinion you know when you're putting out social media content that's the first touch point for a lot of people and so you want to be more value focused you want to be more tips and and different different things like that stories and you know all those kind of things like providing more value we talk about quotes and funny memes and those kind of things right like it's a little more value heavy on social media, but in the email, you can sell a little bit harder because that's really what, how email is designed and how people are conditioned to receiving it. They're, they're used to getting sold in the email. So camp, some campaign examples, if you're running a sale, mm-hmm. you can, somebody, uh, the same mentor I talked about earlier told me early on, he was like, run a sale for every single holiday possible. Earth day, run a sale like, you know what I mean? Memorial day, labor day, July Mm -hmm. 4th, like Christmas, Halloween, like just run a sale. Even if it's for one day, just run a sale. Right. And you always want to promote that sale to your email list.
1: And there's even non holidays that you can piggyback off of like prime 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 day where you you run a prime day sale. You say free shipping site wide for the next two days. And you know, if you have a sales section, you can be like, and up to 20% off sale mm-hmm. item, something like that. That's, that's good. Other things, like if you're in a certain niche, let's say it's um, Earth Day, and you're in the, like you're in the hiking niche or something like that, send an earth day sale, something like, you know, piggyback off niche specific holidays as well. Yeah. And then you can even create your own holidays, like your yes. birthday, your brand birthday. That's huge. Like we always run a brand birthday sale and it always does really, really well. And It's in April, which there's not, what's in April? Maybe Easter is in April, but we run both and they both do really, really well because there's a reason for the sale. It doesn't seem totally random. And I think sometimes random might come across as desperate, not always, but when you're running, when you're always are running a sale and there's no real reason for it, or you have a flash sale like every week, it's like, oh, like. Why are they always having sales? You know what I mean? It's yeah. nice when you can piggyback on something. People expect that. Like, you know, when you go shopping on when it's leading up to July 4th, everywhere you see posters on, on billboard, posters on shops saying July the 4th sale or Labor Day sale or something, you know, they're, they're always, you can do the same thing with your e-commerce brand.
0: Yep, uh, the next one would be new arrivals. Like, yeah. New, you know, new designs, new products. Maybe mm-hmm. you're maybe you're putting a, a existing design on a new product. Great, great opportunity to uh to to email out is anytime you have anything new on your website, uh definitely email that out. Um social proof email. Totally, can you give a pro tip nice? on that? Yes. Can I
1: I give a pro tip on the new arrivals? So this is something that I love to do. Um, I encourage people to drop a lot of new designs because every new design is an opportunity to find a winner. And a winner is a design that you can scale up and you can take your brand to six figures and beyond through paid ads. That's the definition of a winner for me. It's a scalable design that you can run paid ads to profitably and you can grow your sales significantly. But one thing that I recommend doing is if you are able to drop a lot of new designs, or let's say you're dropping 10 designs a month, they could be all text-based designs, it doesn't matter. But if you're dropping a lot of new designs, what I recommend is spreading them out and not sending one email a month with 10 new designs, but instead send two emails with five new designs. Or you can even send three emails and have like three, three, and four, something like that. So that spreads your content out. It actually gives you more content to email your, um, subscribers about, and it makes it less overwhelming, less likely that the new design or the new product will get overlooked by the email subscribers because there's less for them to look out, look at. And if it's a shorter email with less products, they're more likely to see every single one on there. And so it's just, there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, and it's something that I recommend to all my students. Yeah. All of next our one,
0: students. Next yeah. one would be uh, social proof emails. So mm-hmm. just showcasing you know reviews and highlights uh, from, from customers, pictures you have of customers wearing your products. Uh, those are always great emails. And then I wanna give a tip as well, kind of really to any of these that are on here, any of these campaign examples, always include a call to action in your in your emails and one thing mm-hmm. one thing like to an actual purchase call to action like buy products or whatever is for e-commerce mainly but one thing i always do is even if it's a value based email i always include some of my products down at the bottom um, you mm-hmm. know like picture and call to action on a few different you know t-shirts or or any items um, always include some items always include a call to action to st- to buy so you know ideally like on a social proof email you might have a a really favorable review and a picture of the customer wearing your product but then below that you want to give them a call to action to buy that product that Mm -hmm. you're showcasing on that email right
1: 100 percent. yeah couldn't agree more i love doing like a fresh off the gram email where you take like some of your Instagram reviews with the user generated content and you just post like four of them in an email, it's great social proof. It shows people that other people are buying your products. Mm-hmm. They can see these people buying them and be like, that person looks like me. If they're in yeah. the hiking niche and you're a hiking brand and people are showing photos, of wearing your products out in the wilderness. It just, yeah. there's,
0: there's so much power in that. And I think it can really help your conversion rates. Next one is uh, back in stock. So if a product's gone out of stock and it's back, Send an email. It's back in stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Next one would be giveaways. Um, yeah, pretty self explanatory. If you're doing any kind of giveaway, um, obviously email it out to your list. Uh, next away. next one would be blog posts. I would add to blog posts, you know, um, there might be social media posts as well. So it's blog posts or social media posts, or if you're doing any kind of like video content that you mm-hmm. want to uh, blast out. You, one other kind of pro tip is you can cross. Promote your platforms. So, mm-hmm. let's say that you've been building your email list primarily through paid ads, and you've got your email list up to let's say it's 500 people. But you're looking at your Instagram account, and you're like, well, I only have 200 followers. Email your 500-person list and say, follow me on Instagram. Right? Like, mm-hmm. give them a piece of content, point to that content over on Instagram, let them know how juicy it is. They got to check it out and make you know ask them to go over and follow you. Follow,
1: um, us, on th- yeah, follow <laughs> us on
0: Threads. Follow us on Threads. And then, lastly, we have on here collaborations. Uh, so, you know, linking up with other brands or that kind of thing. I don't. Do you have anything to add to collaborations? Yeah.
1: Uh, If you're working with any influencers, even if they're small, you can still do like brand name times, you know, brand name X influencer name in the headline. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, oh, cool. A a lot of times, small influencers, they're small compared to someone like the Kardashians or the Jenners. But if they're very niche specific, a lot of people in that niche will recognize the name. And so even small, big, whatever, like you should still treat it like a big collaboration. And um, it can be a really powerful email with high open rates because people are like, oh, cool, who are they collaborating with? And then they go check out this influencer. They might even be smaller, but if they're really into your niche, if they're a really good fit for your niche and they're putting out a lot of cool content, people are gonna be happy that you introduce them and they're gonna love that that person is working with your brand. Again, that builds trust, it's good social proof um and it gives them a new person in the niche that they can follow
0: yep that's good i think that about wraps it up man um email marketing is amazing go do it go take action (laughs) go take imperfect action right here go take imperfect action yes go set up your email start emailing your list for sure 100%.
1: I absolutely love email marketing. I love teaching it. I love when people are taking action and sharing their results because it can be really powerful even if you have a small email list. As long as these are people who know, like, and trust you and they identify well with your niche and you're giving them a good, you're giving them a good experience, Um, a lot of them are gonna become customers. And so this is why, you know, the owned platforms are so, so powerful. People don't talk about it that much, but a lot of the money is made on the owned platforms, not Mm -hmm. the rented platforms. That's like an introduction to your brand. That's exposure. That's letting people know that your brand exists. But really the, the, the big step from there, the big next step, in the kind of funnel, if you want to call it, is to collect their emails so that you re- remarket to them and significantly improve your chances of converting that follower into a paying customer.
0: 100%. So, this well, was Thank a lot you so of much fun. for listening. That yeah. was great. Yeah, that was great.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. We will talk to you very, very soon. <laughs> See you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening from. Thank you so much again, and we will talk to you very, very soon.